This message comes from NPR sponsor, Acorn TV. Acorn TV is brilliant television told brilliantly. From charmingly cozy mysteries to daringly dark dramas. Visit acorn.tv for a 30-day free trial with promo code NPR. Acorn TV. Brilliant. The 75th Annual Emmy Awards are over, and it was a big night for the bear, beef, and succession. And if you were expecting much in the way of surprises, you got to see Elton John earning his EGOT, if not accepting it. I'm Linda Holmes. And I'm Glenn Weldon. It is 12.16 a.m., and we are recapping the Emmy Awards on Pop Culture Happy Hour from NPR. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Third Love. Third Love makes solutions for every bra problem. Give yourself more lift, smoothing, and get straps that stay put. Every style's wear-tested on real women, made from premium materials, with a virtual fitting room to help you find your perfect fit. Comfort and support are guaranteed. It's time to get your problem solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get $15 off your order with code PODCAST15. Support for NPR and the following message come from our sponsor, Whole Foods Market. Planning a party or honoring a recent grad? Whatever the celebration, Whole Foods Market can make things easy, starting with some delicious marinated steaks, always antibiotic and hormone-free. Simple and easy eats are ready in the prepared foods department. And for dessert, how about a luscious berry chantilly cake? Not in the mood to cook? Their catering menu offers festive options ready to order online at shop.wfm.com. Start every celebration at Whole Foods Market. This message comes from NPR sponsor CarMax. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because CarMax believes you shouldn't just settle for a car, you should love your car. That's why every car they sell has CarMax certified quality, so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. Don't settle. Find love at first drive. Start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. This message comes from NPR sponsor BritBox. Discover powerful new series like Three Little Birds and BAFTA-winning drama Time, starring Bella Ramsey, Tamara Lawrence, and Jodie Whittaker. Stream the best of British TV only on BritBox. Start a free trial at BritBox.com. It's just the two of us today, so let's get started. Let's kick off with a couple points of clarification. Number one, you're not crazy. The Emmys usually air in September. Mm-hmm. They were delayed this year because of the Hollywood writers and actors strikes. Number two, most of the series honored tonight were nominated for their most recent seasons. That's the way it usually works. But in a few cases, the season that was nominated wasn't the most recent season that aired, most notably in the case of The Bear, which swept all six categories in which it was nominated tonight. Those wins are for its first season, which aired way back in 2022. The good old days. The good old days of 2022 when nobody knew about The Bear. Yeah, it was new and fresh and exciting, and he wasn't a Calvin Klein underwear model yet. He was not, and it could have just disappeared into the ether of the cable grid, you know, Mm -hmm. but it didn't. In fact, tonight was the first chance the Emmy Academy, the Television Academy, had a chance to actually recognize The Bear, and boy... Did they? Yeah. Now, what we're talking about here, of course, is FX on Hulu's intense and very fast-paced series about a fine dining chef who takes over his family's Chicago Italian beef sandwich shop. It won Outstanding Comedy. Jeremy Allen White won for lead actor in a comedy series. He, of course, plays fine dining chef Carmi, who returns home to Chicago to help turn around the family sandwich shop after the death of his brother. Iowa Debri uh, won Supporting Actress in a comedy series. She plays Sydney, one of the chefs at the sandwich shop. 
Eben Moss Backrack won for supporting actor in a comedy series. He plays the obnoxious hothead Richie. Cousin. Cousin. And creator Christopher Storer won in both writing and directing categories for comedy. Anything to say here? Yeah, I love the bear. Listen, I sure. I love the bear. I was so happy to see essentially all three of what I would consider to be its principal actors win Emmys because the ensemble is everything in this show. And exactly. spoiler alert, that ensemble only gets stronger in the second season. So I suspect that at the next Emmys, they're going to nominate a bunch more of those people. But I will say it's only sort of a comedy. Right. In a lot of ways, it has, I think, roughly the same comedy drama ratio as Succession. Mm -hmm. And it's not quite as bleak as Succession, but it is roughly, I think, the same balance of comedy and drama. I'm a little sad that really when that happens, you don't really see like a comedy comedy. Like there was a similar sweep a few years ago for Schitt's Creek, but at least it was, at least it's like A comedy. Yeah. This is not really a comedy. It doesn't supply the yucks. Uh, A bunch of comedies ended this year, including Barry, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and Ted Lasso. All of them were nominated. Ted Lasso in particular came in with a raft of nominations. Didn't go home with a single one. Uh, Jury Duty also, I mean, it began and ended (laughs) – Last year, because it is, yeah. it's a very strange uh, fake reality show where they take a real person and put him onto a fake jury surrounded by actors and make him sit through a fake trial. I don't think there's another way they can ever have a second season of that because the gimmicks, you know, out. People know about it. So I don't think that's going to get a chance to do I it. I mean, I would love to think that there are enough people who have never heard of Amazon Freebie. There is that. You know, that they could do it again. But I have no idea. It, it would be interesting to know. Maybe it'll get another bite of the apple. All right. So... Succession won Outstanding Drama Series. This, of course, is the HBO series that follows the Roy family, a billionaire dynasty that owns a conservative-leading media conglomerate. Uh, Kieran Culkin won Lead Actor. Sarah Snook won Lead Actress in a Drama Series, respectively. They play the siblings Roman and Shiv Roy. Matthew McFadden won for Best Supporting Actor in a Drama Series. He plays Shiv's husband, Tom Wamsgans. Jesse Armstrong, the show's creator, won for Writing. And Mark Mylod won for Directing. Hit me with your success. Thoughts. I love Succession so much, and I, I loved this season so much. I wrote recaps of it. I had such fun writing about it. I think these awards are all very much deserved. Huh. At the same time, you know, it's won a lot of Emmys, and when this happens, it does end up meaning that other things get crowded out. This yeah. is the year that Better Call Saul finishes its run with six seasons, 53 nominations, and no wins for anybody. And that's kind of bizarre to me. You know, I would have loved to see them win something. That's the downside of having even a deserving winner be quite this dominant. You do see other things kind of slip away. And I'll also say, I thought it was really interesting that Kieran Culkin shifted from supporting actor, which he's been, which he's submitted in in the past, to lead Mm -hmm. actor. And I think that definitely reflected what happened this season because Roman became the most upsetting and chilling character in the show in some ways, Uh as well as the most pitiful. Uh, Mark Mylod's directing uh, nomination was for Connor's Wedding, a very pivotal Uh episode, to say the least. 
that if you if you watch some backstage material, the way they shot that was just fascinating. Yeah. The other person who was in the running for lead actor from Succession was, of course, Brian Cox. He placed himself in the lead actor category. There are reasons why that probably didn't make sense this particular season. Um, but uh, he lost out. Uh, no wins for another series that's ending, The Crown. But that was another series that aired a full season since the Emmys nominating window has closed. So in the next Emmys ceremony, you're probably going to see them in the running. The other thing about The Crown is that The Crown has won a gazillion Emmys in the past, yeah. unlike something like Saul, which hasn't won any. So, you know, there are certainly a lot of things that are taking their their final lap or close to their final lap that didn't win anything or much, but few of them are going to get skunked quite like Better Call Saul did. Yeah, justice for Ray Seahorn among many Justice people. for Ray Seahorn. Uh, Beef won the Outstanding Limited or Anthology series. That, of course, is a Netflix series in which a road rage incident between Ali Wong and Stephen Yun uh, spirals out of control. They both won lead acting awards in the Limited or Anthology series categories for their work. Lee Sung Jin, the creator, won for directing and writing in this Limited or Anthology series or movie category. Um, Usually the Golden Globes are not predictive. They're weird. Here they were, they kind of lined up almost exactly. Maybe that's a reflection of the fact that the Golden Globes voting numbers is kind of they've expanded the voting pool a bit. What do you think? You know, one thing that a couple people pointed out to me on social media was that the fact that they moved these awards from September up to January put them right very close to both the Golden Globes and the Critics' Choice Awards, which means that a lot of these winners, you have just watched them give kind of similar speeches about the Mm -hmm. same roles within the last couple weeks. And I do think that contributed to the feeling that the whole thing was kind of – I thought it was a very competent Emmys with a lot of really deserving winners, but it did feel a bit rote to me. And Mm -hmm. I think part of the reason for that is that, you know, I I just saw Kieran Culkin give a speech. You know, I just saw a lot of the folks from Beef being recognized. So I I think Beef is up there with the other two in terms of has had a lot of recognition, and I think that contributed to – to kind of a weird feeling because of the proximity to the Globes. So in the comedy, drama, and limited series categories, of all the awards that were handed out on Monday night in those categories, only four went to anybody or to anything except for uh, Succession, Beef, and The Bear. Uh, Let's tick off those four. Starting with Quinta Brunson, who has won for writing before, but this was uh, lead actress in a comedy series for Abbott Elementary. She, of course, plays Janine, second grade teacher at an underfunded Philadelphia public school. How'd this win hit you? I loved it. I love seeing her win. And I really am glad that she was recognized for the performance and not only for the writing. She is a terrific performer as well as being a a fine, fine writer. It was interesting because... Out of the first few women that took the stage, three of them were black women, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Iowa Debris, Quinta Brunson, Niecy Nash Betts, who mm-hmm. won for Dahmer Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story where she played Jeffrey Dahmer's neighbor, Glenda Cleveland. I don't care much about that, but I have always been a fan of her. Uh, I know you were you were a big fan of her speech. I, I think she gave the best damn speech of the night. I accept this award. On behalf of every black and brown woman who has gone unheard yet over-policed, like Glenda Cleveland, like Sandra Bland, like Breonna Taylor. As an artist, my job is to speak truth to power, and baby, I'm going to do it to the day I die. And another winner who was not part of that bare 
beef succession juggernaut was Jennifer Coolidge, who won for supporting actor in a drama series for her work in The White Lotus. Uh, she played Tanya, a rich guest at the resort. Uh, she won this same award for this same role in the first season of White Lotus. And, uh, you know, she's a reliable goofball. And she showed that in her speech. I want to thank all the evil gays. You know... She knows, uh, she, know, she knows what the people want to hear. She knows what the people want to hear. Bless. Rounding out these four outliers is supporting actor in a limited series or anthology or movie that went to Paul Walter Hauser for Blackbird on Apple TV+. He played convicted serial killer and rapist Larry Hall. I know nothing about Blackbird, to tell you the truth, but... I will say Paul Walter Hauser is one of those actors I've been seeing for ages and all kinds of different things. Uh, he's just a kind of a character actor. So, you know, always happy to see a character actor get a big win. I would have preferred that he weren't eating during his acceptance speech and rapping. Can't wait to spend the rest of my life with that wolf back, casting out demons in the name of Yeshua Hamashak. That's a what up to Jesus. He's the sole owner. I own the body. I'm about to beat Matt Cardona. Yo, but uh, but congratulations to him because, listen, like I said, character actor. And we finally rounded out the evening by being able to see someone EGOT. That, of course, means they've won an Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony. Um, this is for Elton John's special, Elton John Live, Farewell from Dodger Stadium. That's his Emmy. He's got five Grammys. He's won an Oscar for Can You Feel the Love Tonight from Lion King. And his Tony is for... The score to Aida, the Broadway show Aida. I think he also won an Oscar for the extra song they added to Rocket Man. Oh, sure. It's one of those things where it doesn't really matter. It's made up. Mm-hmm. And yet it's sort of cool, right? It's, yep. it's sort of cool, even though people get there in all kinds of interesting ways. He's got, I think, one of the more, you know, one of the more legit EGOTs. That's out there. He's one of the people that you think already has an EGOT, so it surprised me that we got to see it happen. Right, exactly. But we didn't get to see it happen, really, because he wasn't there to accept right. the award. Right. So, you know, so, so as cool as it was to see an EGOT occurring, you know, in the wild. But he's, it's not like he was going to get up there and say, like, I'm so delighted to be an EGOT. Yeah. Like, the only person who will say, I can't believe I'm an EGOT is Lin-Manuel Miranda. When that ultimately <laughs> happens, <laughs> yeah. he will give a speech in which he will acknowledge that he EGOTed, I bet. Yeah, good for Elton John. So let's talk about the telecast itself, which came in bang on time, Mm -hmm. the way these things usually don't. You know, it hadn't occurred to me that they would use the 75th anniversary to kind of lean into honoring TV history because I'm an idiot. I should have figured that out. And it didn't occur to me that we'd drill so hard onto one specific aspect of TV history, which were famous television sets of shows. But sure, I guess. What do you think? Or facsimiles thereof. Or facsimiles thereof. I mean, the interesting thing is, this is the kind of thing we talk about on the show a lot. The Oscars doing a salute to the movies. The Emmys doing a salute to television. I do think grading on a curve, this was a pretty good version of that. I think Mm -hmm. that the, it wasn't so much the sets, which I didn't so much care about, but the reunions were kind of fun. They had Sally Struthers and Rob Reiner together. They had... A good chunk of the the original Grey's Anatomy cast together, mm-hmm. including Katherine Heigl, who who kind of got written out of that story for a while and, mm-hmm. you know, in the public mind. And I was happy to see her kind of up there with everybody. And yes, there have been some changes over the years. But the one thing that has remained a constant is the incredible fan base. And Martin was another one yep. where I haven't seen all those folks together in, in quite a while. We're presenting an award, not being presented with one, knucklehead. I'm leaving here with something. Okay, no, wait, wait, wait. 
Yeah, and there was Cheers. They also had a Alan McBeal reunion. Um, the way they used Anthony Anderson there, and Anthony Anderson was, of course, the host. Uh, we'll talk about him. But like how they used him there was to be a guy who was introducing these folks who were going to be introducing the category. Yeah. So we, that was one layer, maybe too many. To me, this was this was too much host to me. Yeah. Okay. I I like the fact that he didn't disappear. You know, the way that the hosts kind of stick around for the first hour and then you only see them once every forty five minutes or so. And he did commit to the bits, and there were plenty of those. Oh, he, yes, he he did. He did. He certainly didn't try to act above it all, which is death. That's true. Now, not all of the bits worked, but that's an impossible task to make sure all of them work. He brought the thing in on time, as I say, and the mama bit. I mean, your mileage may vary. I thought it was cute. Um, yeah. I, the mama bit was where he got his mother to confront winners whose speeches were going on too long. When it happens to somebody as game as Jennifer Coolidge, it's harmless. It did feel like it could have gone very badly. I, I just... I love you, baby, but time. Okay, guess what? Guess what? One more thing. I love, I love you, too. I just want to say one thing. Okay. Um, okay. One, one thing. last thing. Um, I can't really tell, even still, whether they actually intended to use that over the course of the night, because basically they did it with Jennifer Coolidge, and then they didn't repeat at all. Yeah. So I don't know whether they always intended to just do that to Jennifer Coolidge and then forget about it, or if they did it and all of a sudden they were like, oh no, this is not going to hit the way that we think it is at all. Because, you know, you and I were talking earlier about the fact that, you know, it could be that they were talking about something very tragic or, uh, but even if somebody is in the middle of like a heartfelt, I want to thank my wife, you don't want somebody to get up in the audience and start yelling (laughs) at them. I realize that this all comes from trying to update or, you know, revitalize the idea of the orchestra playing people off. Everything they add is always bad. There was one show where they played Jaws, and it was the same thing. It just mm-hmm. bumped into emotional moments, which was terrible. Just play the music. It's okay. Don't mess with it. Everybody hates it, but just have the orchestra play the music. That's my opinion. And I don't think like the music was needed that much tonight, or would have been needed that much, because most winners kept it pretty tight. There was an effort on the part of the producers to cut speech time by having nominees provide them with names of all the people they wanted to thank before the telecast began, so right. that you can flash those names up during the speech. They've done that before. I think that might have helped. We've still got plenty yeah. of agents and managers name check, though. I think that, that what they tried to do was reserve the time in the speeches for the things that felt personal. So you really did get like people talking about their parents, encouraging them and people talking about their spouses and Kieran Culkin telling his wife that he wants more kids uh, now that Mm -hmm. he won, um, which was very funny to me. But I I think they tried to cut out the parts where people are kind of acknowledging the big teams that support them in their careers, which often just feels like a rattling off of names. I understand some of those people probably would have rather been thanked out loud, but Sure. It did mean that the speeches were focused on the stuff that felt more, shall we say, intimate. And, of course, my beautiful wife, Jazz, thank you for sharing your life with me and for giving me two amazing kids, uh, Zisu and Wilderwolf. I love you so many and so much. And, Jazz, I want more. (laughs) You said, you said maybe if I win. Speaking of shout-outs, though... Were you surprised that the writers and actors' strikes, which loomed so large over this telecast as to delay them for months, 
only got mentioned really once. Um, I especially want to thank everyone at the show and John, Tim, and Liz for just how much they backed us up during the writer's strike. Um, they it occurred at about 9, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time during the writing win for last week tonight with John Oliver. They wholeheartedly supported all of us, even though a third of us are annoying, and they just... <laughs> It was wonderful. We also want to thank our union, the WGA, and all the other unions that backed with so much solidarity. Um, Did it strike you as weird that that was the only mention? It did, you know, but I think, and, and I could be completely wrong about this, but my take on that was they're sick of talking about it. They just want to yeah. be back at work. They're probably very sick of thinking about it and talking about it and having it disrupt everything. And it's possible that at this point they would just rather do things normally and share their thoughts about strike things more privately. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I was surprised it didn't come up more because it had, as we said, forced them to move the ceremony Mm -hmm. by several months. So yeah, I think I expected to hear a little bit more about it. Well, I mean, if you like beef and the bear and succession, uh, you'd be very happy with tonight. A lot of wins we really dug. Uh, Ceremony came in on time. But we want to know what you think about this year's Emmy Awards. Find us at Facebook.com slash PCHH. That brings us to the end of our show. Linda Holmes, thank you so much for being here. Always delightful to spend time with you after midnight. We want to take a moment to thank our Pop Culture Happy Hour Plus subscribers. We appreciate you so much for showing your support of NPR. If you have not yet signed up and want to show your support, and listen to the show without a single solitary sponsor break, head over to plus.npr.org slash happy hour or visit the link in our show notes. This episode was produced by Liz Metzger and edited by Jessica Reedy and Hello Come In provides our theme music. They're going to stay up late. Thank you for listening to Pop Culture Happy Hour from NPR. I'm Glenn Weldon and we'll see you all tomorrow. This message comes from NPR sponsor Capital One. With the Spark Cash Plus card, you earn unlimited 2% cash back on every purchase for your business. Find out more at CapitalOne.com slash Spark Cash Plus. Terms and conditions apply. This message comes from NPR sponsor, MassMutual. The Financial Educators Council says 39% of Americans don't have someone to go to for financial advice. But you can plan for the short and long term with someone backed by 170 years of financial expertise at MassMutual.com. With NPR Plus, there's more to hear, like extended interviews with some of the experts we talk to at Planet Money and The Indicator. It's a mistake for economists to only think about economic efficiency when considering policies because you'll actually wind up with a worse outcome. And with NPR Plus, you help keep NPR going. Learn more at plus.npr.org.